I am uh, honored to have with us today our uh, district superintendent at the Canada Central District of the Church of Nazarene, Pastor Steve Otley. Steve is uh, originally from Belize, and uh, he migrated to the U.S. where he attended uh, the uh, Bethany Nazarene College, and where he studies and uh, where he studied and got his bachelor's. He and Pat, his wife, were married in '83, and then they settled in Toronto. And they have a family. They have a beautiful family with three young adult uh, children, uh, Nicole, Shauna, and Dylan. And uh, he has been serving as the pastor of Gateway uh, Church in uh, uh, the east side of the GTA. And then uh, he came on as the district assistant district superintendent. And for the last year and a half or so, he has been our district superintendent. And I'm honored to call him a spiritual father to me and to us as a congregation. And uh, I look forward to what the Lord has in store for us through him today. So, Pastor Steve, I'll pass it on to you. And uh, where are you here? Thank you. There we go. Can you hear me? We can. All right. All right. Well, good morning, church family. It is so good to be with you. Um Thank you for allowing me to come in and worship with you this morning. It's been, uh, it's been a rich time already and, uh, I thank God for, for this opportunity. Uh, it's, um, it's good to be with you through this, uh, virtual medium as, as I look at my screen over to my right here. Um, I see all these little squares with, uh, some people that I recognize and, and then other squares with people that uh, are brand new to me, but it's good to be, it's good to be, it's a great day to be in church. It's a great day to be a part of the church. And uh, being the church is not dependent on a building. Being the church is about being in relationship with Jesus and others who follow him into a world that is hurting and uh, that is needing to know the love of Jesus Christ and the hope that he uh, that he brings. And so it is good to be in church. It is good to be a part of the church. And uh, I'm especially looking forward to um, celebrating the Lord's Supper with you in just a, a few minutes. Um, and so if you haven't uh, prepared your elements as yet, uh, I invite you to uh, to do so. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's good to be with you, uh, Pastor Haney and and Silva, and uh, especially during uh, this uh, this occasion where um, you have uh, you have lost a loved one. And um, I I was saddened this morning when Pastor Haney uh, shared with me that news before the service. And, um, had a chance to, to, uh, reach out to Pastor John's son, Barkev, and, uh, had, had some time to speak with him and to pray with him. And, um, I remember Pastor John fondly and, uh, the, the faithful servant of God that he, uh, has been over these years. And though we, though we know where he is and we rejoice, in the fact that he has gained his eternal reward. And though 
uh, we rejoice that he is in the presence of Almighty God. We're humans, and uh, we have emotions, and so um, we we grieve the loss. and uh, And my prayer for for you, Pastor Haney and and Silva and uh, Brother Daniel and and uh, your wife. I, I just pray. Veronica, I just pray that you, that the Holy Spirit will be your source of comfort, um, during this time. I'm, I'm grateful for this medium, this virtual sanctuary that we find ourselves in. But one of the things I do miss, um, uh, being physically with you is, especially during this time, is just to be able to reach out and, and hug you and, uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, but we, we will get to do that again, um, sometime soon, we pray, but, uh, receive the virtual hug and know that we are praying for you and for your family in, in these days. Uh, one of the other things I miss about this, uh, not being physically together is to, uh, is to meet, uh, the opportunity to meet in person, my fellow, uh, pastor and servant leaders of the shared ministry called city river and uh but we'll get to uh, we'll get that opportunity uh once the season has passed us by um before i get into the message i also want to thank you church family for um for being a part of the team of uh nazarene churches across ontario and i know that um city river is a partnership but we've got 60 Nazarene churches across Ontario, and three of those churches are in partnerships similar to yours uh, here at City River. So, um, so I, I thank you for uh, your faithfulness in ministering to the community that God has called you to and the greater Toronto area. And I also want to thank you for contributing to the Canada Central District tithes and uh, World Evangelism Fund. Together uh, with other faithful congregations, those funds allow us to carry out the, the, the ministry of supporting churches and pastors and missionaries, some 760 missionaries around the world, and raising up the next generation of pastors right here on, uh, on our own district. So thank you. Thank you for, uh, for giving to the district tithes and uh, to the World Evangelism Fund. To God be the glory for your generosity. Well, this morning, I, I want to take us to a, a very familiar passage of scripture. Um, oh, before I go there, just want to bring you greetings from, from my wife. She is with us, but she's in, a, in another room. Um, uh, I've got my little studio set up here for uh, for such a time as as this where uh, all my meetings happen to be virtual meetings as is yours uh but she is with us and she's hearing us so i bring you greetings from pat uh but this morning i want to take us to uh, a a very familiar passage of scripture if you've been around the church uh for any significant length of time you will recognize it and if you are new to the church and new to the christian faith over the coming years, as you read and as you study scriptures, uh, this particular passage will become one of those that will uh, be familiar and important 
to your understanding of the Christian faith, of your faith in Jesus Christ, of who he is. And, uh, and so, uh, uh, uh we're going to go to this passage of scripture, but I, I must tell, tell you that, um, I was of two minds as I prepared for my time with you this morning. Um, before the whole COVID-19 quarantine hit us, I knew exactly what I was going to be preaching. Um, uh, it was in the proverbial can, if you will. It was done. It was ready. And uh, when the quarantine hit, my travels uh, across the province came to a screeching halt, and, and so did my regular Sunday preaching ministry uh, in, in all of our churches. And so when Pastor Hanny uh, um, contacted me earlier this week and uh, to, to just confirm that I would still join you by Zoom, uh, I was honored to do so. And uh, immediately I started asking the Lord, okay, Lord, what is it that you would have me um, share this with your people this Sunday in light of the season that we find our, ourselves in? What word of hope, what challenges would you have me share? And my mind uh, gravitated to a passage of scripture from the Old Testament book of Samuel that has captured my heart and my mind over the last few weeks, the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, the Lord brought this this scripture, and, and it's one verse in particular that is nestled and couched in a well-known story in the Old Testament. And so uh, I was gravitating towards that, and um, and then as the Holy Spirit sometimes does, as I sat down to prepare the message, I, I had a battle. Uh, while I felt I should share from this passage, this Old Testament passage that has captured my heart, uh, I also was drawn back to what I had originally prepared to share with you before the quarantine started. And so, uh, so guess what? Uh, you're going to have two sermons in one, but I promise you it won't be two sermons in length. <laughs> um, actually, the Holy Spirit always knows what he is doing. These two passages fit together um, well. They fit together well. They live together in perfect harmony. Uh, I think there's a song that, that goes like that. And so today uh, I want to share with you about being a people through whom heaven and earth intersects. Being a people through whom heaven and earth intersects. And before I get to the reading of the first scripture, not the Samuel one, but the first scripture, let, let me just say this. When I, uh, when I mention the, the word heaven, uh, there are certain pictures that, uh, or words that immediately come to your mind. Uh, and one of the first things that probably pops into your mind, well, heaven, that, that's the place where God lives. Uh, that's where, that's his dwelling place. Uh, other things that may come to your mind are, uh, well, it's a beautiful place. It's, uh, there, there's streets of gold. There, there's the river. Speaking of city river, there's the river of life. There are mansions there, a place that Jesus is preparing for us, a, a place where there is no sickness and no sorrow and no death. 
as we contemplate the passing of Pastor John, there is no death in heaven. And the same thing when I mention the word earth, there are certain pictures that that uh, are words that immediately come to your mind, I'm sure. Uh, something that immediately pops into my mind is when I when I think about the word earth, where we live, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, it sure isn't heaven. Uh, there are there are parts of it, parts of this place, this planet that we live on that is just absolutely breathtaking. And, and if you've had the opportunity to travel even locally in our province, you'll know what I'm talking about. We live in a beautiful place. We uh, experience God's creation all around us. But there are too many things about earth that make us well aware that it is not heaven. Uh, all I have to say is COVID-19, and you will immediately agree. Um, again, the fact that we have lost a beloved pastor uh, tells us that this is not heaven. This is earth. Uh, pastor Hanny mentioned earlier about our um, uh, the, the challenges that we, our family, have been in uh, through this season. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife's uncle in New York City um, passed away from uh from the virus. And then my mom's first cousin, who also lived in New York City, she passed away from the virus. And recently, uh, this, this past week, found out that a first cousin of mine is in the hospital in New York City from the virus. So this, this has hit home. And then in the midst of that, received word that my dad had a stroke back home in Belize and uh, was hospitalized. Thank God he is at home receiving home care right now, um, but is is not the man that he used to be. And uh, it, it's a, re and the tough part of it is that we can't just hop in a plane to be there with him and with mom. Dad is almost 95. And uh, the, the, the most, the, the thing I would love to do, right now is to drive to Pearson and hop on a plane and, and go visit him. But, but we just can't. And, uh, but this, this, this is where we live. This is earth. This is not heaven. And so we see heaven and earth as these two separate places, heaven, the place where God lives, where he dwells, earth, the place where humanity lives. And, and sometimes like now, in much hardship. However, however, one day, some 2,000 years ago, heaven and earth intersected and heaven and earth interlocked with each other. And, and the Gospel of John speaks to that. And this is the passage that I was saying is, is very familiar to us and, uh, and is, is, uh, such an important passage of scripture to help us to understand our faith and who Jesus is. The first few verses in John chapter one goes like this. You, uh, you know it well. In the beginning, the word already existed. 
The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light that shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. And then down to verse 14 says this. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. The word became human. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, made his home among us. I, I love how Eugene Peterson uh, expresses it in, in the message. He says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> I like that. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That's the day when heaven and earth interlocked with each other. Now, prior to that, we see glimpses of this, of this interlocking, of this, uh, of this, uh, intersecting with each other, not the interlocking, but the intersecting with each other. You, if you read the Old Testament narrative, you'll see glimpses of this intersection. Remember when Jacob wrestled with God. That was heaven and earth overlapping or intersecting. Remember uh, the, the protective presence of God in the pillar of fire by night and the cloud uh, by day that led the Israelites through the desert, through the wilderness. That, that was an intersecting of God, uh, of heaven and earth. Remember Moses uh, met with God in the tent of, of meeting. Again, uh, a glimpse of the intersection of heaven and earth. However, the word becoming human. Now this, this was different. God was moving into the neighborhood. He was setting up house among his created as one of us. That's amazing that God would leave his place in heaven, that he would, that he would step out of eternity into our time and into our space. That's amazing. And, and my prayer, my prayer, is that City River will continue to be a people through whom heaven and earth intersects. A, a people, when gathered, even virtually like this, uh, the, the experience of the palpable presence of the triune God that we have sensed this morning will be the norm and not the exception. That, that as, as you worship Almighty God and, and as Almighty God speaks to you through your servants week after week, that heaven and earth will intersect through City River. My prayer that, that you will be a people, um, through, through whom the result of, of heaven and earth intersecting is that destinies will have changed for eternity. 
that, that broken lives will be mended, that broken relationships and broken families and broken marriages and uh, are healed, that, that those who mourn as we are mourning today, those who mourn will be comforted through City River, that, that the friendless will find a friend, even in these lonely days of of, of self-distancing and self-isolation, that, that those who are lonely will find a friend virtually through City River, that the unlovable will be loved, all because heaven and earth intersects in a place, this people called City River, this partnership of denominations coming together to share the love of Christ. My prayer is that City River will continue to be this people through whom heaven and earth will intersect. A people when scattered, talked about when we're together, but when scattered will be a people where heaven and earth will intersect wherever you find yourself. When, when you are at work, when you get back to work, or if you are an essential worker going into work right now, but when you are at work, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, in our lives, will be so evident that those around us, those around you will experience a taste of heaven right here on earth. And heaven and earth will intersect in your relationship with people around you. The same as you, uh, when you, when you intersect, when you, uh, when you rub shoulders with your neighbors and those in your communities, that we would be a people through whom heaven and earth intersects. And as I, as I reflect on, on this truth that heaven and earth intersected 2000 years ago, there are some truths that, uh, a couple of truths that I want to uh, challenge you with and challenge myself with. If we are going to be such a people, these two challenges, we need to step to the plate. Uh, there's, there's another familiar passage of scripture that speaks about what this meant. Jesus coming, stepping out of time, out of eternity into our time and space, uh, to be the conduit for heaven and earth intersecting. Paul describes what that was like for Christ, what it meant for him. In Philippians chapter two, verse six to eight, Paul says that though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, not his divinity, but his divine privileges, and he took the humble position as a slave and, and, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. I mean, that... That's amazing. Paul helps us to understand the gravity of what Christ did when he came into this world. And, and, and I want to, I want to bring us our attention to a, a verse in that Philippians 2 that I didn't read. It, it, it's, I started at verse 6, but verse 5 says this. You must have the same attitude 
that Christ Jesus had. Wow, that I mean that that puts a whole new light on this thing, doesn't it? God calls you and I to have the same attitude of humility as Christ had. He, he calls us to step out of our comfort zone and to to join him in in his work of reconciliation in this 21st century, in this 2020 darkness. Isn't that, isn't that ironic that normally 2020 refers to clarity of vision, and yet this year 2020 will forever be remembered as being a period of darkness and uncertainty. There, there is darkness all around us. There is the darkness of this COVID-19. And within it, there is the darkness of loneliness, of, of depression. Uh, back when the whole thing first started, I, uh, I, I went to, uh, to Shoppers Drug Mart to pick up some things and, and I was looking for toilet paper and you know what that, that was like. And, uh, and so a number of us converged on the, the pallet that all the toilet paper was supposed to be on and it was empty. And, and I thought to myself, okay, well, this will be interesting if we can't find any. Um, but this gentleman beside me was just totally, totally distraught. He said, what will we do now? It's not even worth living. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my, this is much deeper than toilet paper. Uh, you, you are, you are in a, a difficult time in your life that you need hope. And so I was able to just quickly share a word of hope and I turned to do something else. I turned back. He was gone and I wish I had more time with him to, to just speak into his life. But, um, there is darkness all around. Yesterday I, I, I took my car in to get the tires changed. I wasn't even sure if the dealership would be open, but I called the day before and, and, um, and they said, yeah, we're, we're still open for that kind of service. And so I took my car in, uh, to get the tires changed over. Hope, hope it wasn't too early. Um, uh, but you could cut the tension in that, in that place. Um, I mean, I haven't been out. I have been at home working from home. All my meetings have been, uh, virtual. And so I, other than running to the grocery store for a couple of things, I haven't been in a business place and you could just cut the tension. Um, the, the one service advisor that was on duty was having a rough time because people were calling in. When is my car going to be ready? And he's trying to explain to them that, you know, the parts didn't come in and, this is just the season that we're in. Things are uncertain and I'm sorry that it's not ready. And you could tell that the person on the other end was just giving a hard time. And he's saying, listen, I have three kids at home and a wife and I don't want to be here exposing myself. I wish they would just lay me off. And just the, just the hopelessness that was in the place beyond COVID-19 pandemic. There is the, there are multiple layers of darkness all around us. There's the darkness of broken relationships and marriages and, and families. There's the darkness of injustice towards the marginalized and, and the poor. There is the darkness of addictions. 
which is highlighted in a time like this. There's the darkness of abuse again that is highlighted when the abuser is locked or the victim is locked in their home with the abuser. There's darkness. There's, there's the darkness of mental illness. There's the darkness of physical illness. There's the darkness of death that we are experiencing ourselves. And when Jesus came, it was a, a first century, third world context that he came into. Living conditions were nothing like we have today, even in the midst of quarantine. We are relatively comfortable. Israel was under the harsh ruler rule of, of, uh, of the Roman Empire. Matthew's gospel, quoting the prophet Isaiah, puts it this way in referring to Jesus and the context in which he came. In Matthew 4.16, it says, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And, and for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. And the same could be said for us today in, in 2020. There is darkness all around us that, that presents itself in a 21st century, first world clothing. And God has called us, me, you, all of us, he has called us to have the same attitude that Christ had and join him as he enters into these dark crevices of society and of life and bring the good news, the good news that heaven and earth has intersected, that the Prince of Peace has come, that the wonderful Counselor is here, that the Everlasting Father is the solid rock upon whom we can stand in these uncertain times, in these uncertain days, and in times where we lose a loved one, where we can't even gather together for a, a, a proper funeral, a proper celebration of life, a proper send-off, the Prince of Peace is here because heaven and earth has intersected. That was the first sermon. <laughs> and I know we could pack up and call it a day and 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 and... That would be good, but bear with me for just a, a few more minutes as I share with you this one verse from, from Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 3. In, in this pandemic crisis that we find ourselves in, if we are going to be a people through whom heaven and earth intersects, then we need to pay attention to this verse. But just a little bit of context. You'll remember the story of Hannah, the wife of Elkanah, who could not have children. And, and so she pleaded with God, God, help me, please give me a child. And, and Hannah promised God that if he blessed her with a child, that, that she would dedicate that child back to him. And so God blessed Hannah with a son and named him and they named him Samuel. And Hannah kept her word, and when Samuel was of age, she took him to the temple and left him with Eli the priest, 
where he served the Lord in, in his temple. Now, you'll remember the night when, uh, when Samuel was in bed and he hears a voice and he thinks it's Eli. So he runs to Eli and Eli said, I, I didn't call you Samuel. Samuel goes back to bed. He hears this voice again and he runs to Eli. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He goes and he hears this voice again. He runs to Eli. Eli finally figures out God's trying to speak to this boy. So he tells Samuel, he says, go back to bed. And if you hear the voice, simply say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. And so Samuel went back. Sure enough, he heard the voice of God and he did as as, uh, Eli instructed and and God spoke to Samuel, and he gave Samuel this, we don't know what age he was, but even if he was a teen, gave Samuel a pretty heavy-duty message uh, to give to Eli that God was going to judge Eli's family because his sons were wicked. And it was just a heavy, heavy message for Samuel to, to give to Eli. And, and, uh, the next morning, Samuel, uh, did, was a little fearful of sharing the story. And Eli said to Samuel, you need to tell me what God, what God said to you. And, uh, and he, and he, he challenged Samuel. So Samuel did. He shared the message that God gave to him about the judgment that was coming to Eli's family. And verse 19 says this, and this, this is the verse that captured my attention and, and has, yeah, it's captured my attention in my heart these past couple of weeks. Verse 19 says this, as Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. Everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. Listen, this, this verse captured my attention over the last couple of weeks, and it actually has haunted me. During this pandemic, we hear all kinds of voices around us. We hear politicians, thank God for our leaders of our country and of our, of our province and, and our municipalities. We hear the voice of politicians. We hear the health experts. We hear conspiracy theorists. And many times the voices that we hear from different places are very confusing. And some people are becoming frustrated with the confusion. And the question that has, that has haunted me, that has come to mind is this. Is the church of Jesus Christ a reliable voice or are we adding to the confusion? Is the church of Jesus Christ a reliable voice in the midst of this confusion? And of course, the church is made up of us, the people of God. And so the question becomes very personal. Am I, me, Steve Otley, are we Are we a reliable voice in the morass of confusion during this season of darkness and uncertainty? Lord, I I pray that we are. I, I challenge us to be. 
I challenge us to be the reliable voice of the good news of hope. And that, that look at the result of Samuel's reliable voice in the following verses in Samuel, 1 Samuel 3, verse 20 and 21. It, it says that, And all Israel from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and gave messages to Samuel there at the tabernacle. And, and a verse later, uh, says that, that the, the, the message of, the message of God went from Samuel throughout all of Israel. If we are going to be a people through whom heaven and earth intersects, then we need to ensure that we are a people whom everything we say is proved to be reliable. And one of the ways that we do that is by being genuine in our love for each other. That's, that's the first test of reliability. How much we love each other as the people of God. What, what, what does the scripture say? In, in, in first, in, uh, in John, the gospel of John chapter 13, verse 34, 35, um, Jesus says, so now I am giving you a new command. Love, love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Why? Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Jesus, Jesus shared those words to his disciples, that command to his disciples in the context of the Last Supper, the same occasion when he got up and he washed the feet of his disciples, the same occasion when he talked to them, uh, uh, but then turns on a dime and begins talking to his heavenly Father, and Jesus prays in John chapter 17, he says, I am in them and you are in me, speaking to his father. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. The same occasion, all of this is in the same occasion when he took the bread and he took the cup. And he said to them, eat this and drink this. Do this in remembrance of me. Heaven and earth intersected. The word became human and moved into the neighborhood. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. I trust that you have your elements prepared. But as we prepare to do so, as we prepare to do exactly what Jesus instructed us to do, allow me to read some words from the manual of the Church of the Nazarene about this sacrament that we are going to participate in. The 
But Father, I pray that the message that we have heard today will go straight to the heart and will bring comfort that heaven and earth intersected two years ago and continues to be interlocked. That the Prince of Peace is here. That the one who comforts us when we mourn is here. And even as we celebrate this Lord's Supper together, I pray that the presence of your Holy Spirit will be so evident. We know you are here. We've sensed you. But Lord, I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to continue to sense your presence with us this morning. The communion supper instituted by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is a sacrament which proclaims his life, his sufferings, his sacrificial death, his resurrection, and the hope of his coming again. It shows forth the Lord's death until his return. The supper is a means of grace. If you need grace this morning, you're at the right place. The supper is a means of grace in which Christ is present by his spirit. It is, to be re- it is to be received in reverent anticipation and gratefulness for the work of Christ. All those who have truly repented, forsaken their sins, and believing in Christ for salvation are invited to participate in the death and resurrection of Christ. We come to the table that we may be renewed in life, and salvation, and be made one by the Spirit. In unity with the church, Big C Church, Universal Church, we confess our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. Praise be to God. Let's pray. Holy God, We gather at this, your table, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, whom by your spirit was anointed to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, set at liberty those who are oppressed. Christ healed the sick, he fed the hungry, he ate with sinners, and establish the new covenant of forgiveness of sins. We live in the hope of his coming again. And on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, when the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And so as we gather as the body of Christ to offer ourselves to you in praise and thanksgiving, 
We pray, Lord, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on these, your gifts. Make them, by the power of your Spirit, to be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. And by your Spirit, make us one in Christ, one with each other, and one in the ministry of Christ to the world until Christ comes in final victory. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen and amen. I invite you to take the bread. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ broken for you. Preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Eat this. And remember that Christ died for you. And be thankful. I invite you to take the cup. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you. Preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Drink this and be thankful. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate the Lord's Supper together as the body of Christ. I thank you for City River. I thank you for the pastors and the people of this ministry. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to be your children. You loved us first. And I thank you for each person that's in this virtual sanctuary that has made that decision, made the choice to love you back. All because heaven and earth intersected two years, 2000 years ago. All because the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood, lived among us died on the cross, was buried, but on the third day, he rose again, and then he ascended into heaven. And thanks be to God, one of these days, he is coming back for us and take us to the place where he is prepared for us. No more sickness, no more sorrow, no more death. But until then, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a people 
through whom heaven and earth intersects with each other and with those that we find ourselves ministering to our family members, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors. I pray that your Holy Spirit would use us to join you in what you are already doing in the places that you have called us to be. To you be all the honor, glory, and praise. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Haney, for inviting me. And thank you, church family, for allowing me to share this message with you. God bless you. And we'll be praying for you in the days to come. God bless.